it's the next level. When something dies, you bury it. If you're me, you try to forget it ever existed. But some things just won't stay buried. Where do we start? Hey, my name is Ross Marquand and I play Red Skull. You are listening to Panels to Pixels podcast. Check it out. Panels to Pixels, Jessica Jones, Season 3, Episodes 5 and 6. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. So Steve, these two episodes are pretty interesting. A lot of things come up, especially the fifth one, uh, aka I Wish. Yeah, these are these are really good episodes to kind of go together. Um, you know, so I, I really liked it. And uh, this this fifth episode, I Wish, we have Jessica and Trish. You know, they, they begin investigating together to, to try to look for Salinger. Kith is, she kind of goes to uh, not Kith. Yeah, Kith. Kith goes to Jerry for comfort after this reveal about her husband's embezzlement. Malcolm, we see Malcolm's descent into darkness gets a little bit deeper after he finds his laptop is open at his home. And so the the suspicion I got was that the the girlfriend saw what he was videoing, maybe. And so she kind of knows that he's involved. We, we find out that Eric's sister is a street corner prostitute and that Salinger knows about her somehow. Malcolm's girlfriend shows Jerry a video that Peter made accusing her of malfeasance, and he kills himself. He also accuses Jerry of helping out superpowered beings in that same video. Jessica and Trish, they trick Salinger into revealing where his body dump spot is in a rather gruesome way. Jessica gets trapped inside the container while Trish confronts Salinger, but she does have her face covered. And then she finally saves Jessica at the end, but she allows Salinger to get away, and he proceeds to find Eric and kidnap him. And that's where the episode ends. Yeah. (laughs) Very, very cool. Yeah. So our top fives for episode five. Uh, You should go first. I will. It's interesting that Jerry, my number five is just that Jerry can't stop being Jerry. You know, even <laughs> when she's she's trying to comfort Kith, she's before the husband shows up at her apartment, she still kind of tells her how to testify in court. And she's like, you need to say this and, and make sure you say it like that. And uh, then she tells the husband to get a, a lawyer and negotiate for a reduced sentence of six years for his crimes. And I'm like, what is like... Like, are you just trying to put a billboard on your forehead that says, hey, I'm manipulating this situation? Yeah, she's <laughs> you know? a control freak. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was just I, I was just floored by that whole thing. of, And it just struck me as we've seen this for three seasons of Jerry. She has to be in control, you yeah. know, all the time. Well, that's why she's upset with herself about the ALS, because she mm-hmm. can't control her own body. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, that that. That scene was definitely was interesting, especially the way you know she talked to the the husband, you know Kit's husband. Wow, yeah, yeah, so intense. Uh, my fifth, or 
yeah, my number five would be Jessica and Trish's team up to go after Salinger and see what they can get on him. He has no specific motives, as Jessica states, that they can lock him on. But that's what starts this whole, you know, adventure of going to find him and both her and Trish. It, it, it looked like Batman and Robin at certain points. <laughs> yeah, they're they're very working together, and that's why I really like these two episodes because it, it's there's so many things that we're seeing kind of set up in this episode that we'll talk about in episode six, and especially when it comes along to the way they investigate together and kind of how they they find things out. Yeah. So my number four is uh, is just that fact that Malcolm gave uh, Eric a slight headache. And it seems that, that Malcolm, you know, he's not gone full darkness yet, but it shows that Eric trusts Jessica enough that he still leaves his sister with Malcolm, even though he, he gets the headache. Because, you know, Jessica says, uh, you know, how bad on a scale of one to ten? And he says three. Like, he even says three, kind of like in a questioning manner. Like, he's almost not sure it's totally a three. Yeah. But, you know, and then she comes back and goes, well, I'm going to trust my gut over your head. And, and gives the sister to Malcolm to keep safe. And we're going to see, again, there's a lot of things setting up in this episode that we're going to see pay off in the next episode. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's interesting, though, how dark is it the fact that he has done bad things and that's his trigger? Or is it the fact that there is darkness in Malcolm? That triggers Eric. That's the yeah. That, that's part. an interesting. That's an interesting question about Eric's power, and we don't know precisely how it works or what it keys on. Is it keying off? Because it could. Because it, you know, it seems like except for Malcolm, except for Malcolm's case, every person that he's uh, kind of keyed on or, or had this intense these headaches with has had some sort of very evil thing they're doing, whether they think they're guilty or not. And so I kind of wondered if maybe Malcolm really is going dark or does it just he feel so guilty about the things that he's doing? That's what's affecting Eric. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, it's like, how dark is it? Can't be yeah. that dark. <laughs> yeah, not yet, not yet. It's, it's, it's going to get there. We'll see how far it gets as we go. I mean, we're only the, you know, the fifth episode in. It's yeah. 13 episodes, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're up to my number four, which would be what you have already said before. Hogarth, you know, tells Kit's husband about, you know, him, you know, oh, Kit, oh she tells Kit about the husband stealing the money from the foundation that is in their daughter's name and then just throws the attack on him verbally. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's interesting that you bring that up because really, the, you know, she tried to do it in such a way that she didn't, that there was not going to be any blowback on her, because that was the big thing she asked Malcolm, and Malcolm said, well, I can do it in such a way that he won't know who did it, and but yet it's simply Jerry's presence in their lives that, that convinces him that she's, that she's the one who did this, even though he doesn't have any proof, and that's what we're going to see in this episode, especially is the fact that she can't fight it, she can't fight what he said because he killed himself. And the only problem I had with that whole series, kind of series of events, is it seems like a leap for him to connect the super her her 
relationship with superpowered beings with the downfall of his marriage and his life. It seemed it seemed a little bit of a stretch for him to to do that, to make that connection and then call her out in the video. And then, of course, he kills himself. And so there's no way for her to attack back. You know, she not only has she lost control of this situation, she has no way of kind of bringing it back under control. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and that's exactly what my number three was. I, I didn't realize I was saying it until I just looked at my notes because <laughs> that's exactly what my number three is, is that that Peter, you know, try, he's connecting Jerry with these superpowered beings and that he's throwing them kind of into that. And that's how his marriage uh, is breaking up here. So that 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 was my number three. All right. Well, that brings, so that brings me to my number three. To your yeah. number three. Yeah. <laughs> Erica. Uh, Erica. <laughs> No, I think Eric. You, mean Eric. you think Eric? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, maybe he is. So he's starting to act like girly, <laughs> similar to Jessica, so he could be like that. I don't know. Uh, Eric and Jessica, I would say. Uh, is this a new thing for Jessica? You know, she stated to Trish that she had someone during the argument. Was that Eric? You know, but, no. well, this, you know. I think I, I think in that whole argument, what she was referring to was her mom. Was she was she was saying that Trish took her mom away from her. Yeah, but will and, this and, be and the and new person was, for Jessica and, though? Well, that's what I'm saying is is I think in that whole argument, what was going on there was it was Jessica and you know because this is before because it's not until the end of the episode that we're going to see them kind of reconcile and we're going to finally see it's at the end of the episode that we finally see Trish admit that she's sorry that she killed Jessica's mom. She says, I wish I didn't kill your mom. And Jessica says, I wish my mom wasn't a mass murderer. So I think what we're seeing in that argument in the middle of the the thing is that Jessica kind of forgot, I didn't forget, but just she felt like she lost Trish as her person when when she killed her mom. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, maybe Eric could step in there, but I don't don't think so. I think the the impression that we're going to get is I think they're coming back together as uh as a friendship again as sisters again there I, I think we're yeah. yeah as a team i think we're going to see that and i hope i hope we see that at least that as this grows throughout the rest of the season that i hope we see them come back together and this this relationship get reconciled fully yeah and there's more about eric too that reminds me of jessica like his actions are pretty much like what jessica's were way back in season 1 but in his case, he was doing it for self-gain, for money, and not really to help anybody but himself, it seemed. Even though it seemed like he was doing it for others, you know? Yeah, he, he's, you know, he makes that comment in the last episode, I think it was, or I think it was episode four or three, where he talks about the fact that he tried helping people out, and it was just like, it didn't matter. It was just like, it, so he just went ahead and turned to blackmail as a way, he basically went, you know, for himself first for everything. Uh, my number two is is pretty simple and straightforward. It was just it was a question I had both times I watched this episode was why didn't Jessica check like the container for traps before she tried to get out? Because you know she she opens up the thing, she goes down the ladder, and she walks all around this thing. Yeah, and not once kind of looking around to see she's she doesn't realize she's walking in ankle you know, whatever ankle deep water here. 
and she doesn't seem like she's being very careful. And so it didn't surprise me at all when I'm, I'm like, there's a trap in there. The guy has already told you he's got cameras in his house. He's he's a super smart guy. And you're just going to stumble into this thing and you think it's you're going to just be able to get out. It, it just it just bothered it bothered me a little. It didn't take me completely out of the episode, but it bothered me a little bit that Jessica stumbled, got trapped by this guy so easily. Yeah, and there was no caution about it. Yeah. You don't know who you're dealing with kind of thing that we all should do because <laughs> you don't know this guy. <laughs> uh, let me see. My number two would yes. be Trish and Jessica slipping into the bo- uh, slipping the body part into Salinger's apartment and him saying, do I know you? <laughs> and touching the bag. Uh, it was eerie, but it, it, to me, it's like, there's something really wrong with this guy. And then he calls the police on Jessica, who who he sees across the street complain, you know, and I guess the complaint was that she was loitering, meaning that he's got all eyes on her no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's an interesting thing because I was thinking some more about this, this uh, today and as I listened to some other podcasts uh, this week about Jessica Jones is that, you know, she shows Trish those pictures and it's really kind of a cool moment like you said like the whole batman and robin thing because she kind of tells she's you know jessica has already seen the difference in the picture she's already realized that the at the uh the saw is in one picture and it's not in another picture and so that's what he's using to dispose of the body and so she shows trish the same pictures and trish is like oh the saw is not there and then trish notices the bags and she goes well we sell these bags on my show And so they're kind of collaborating at the same time. And so they realize that they can go to the morgue and get this body part. I don't know if they cut a body up themselves, if they, if the morgue guy had a, it's that same morgue guy we've seen before. Right. Uh, I mean, we don't see the scene of them getting the body part. So we don't know if this is, if they had him cut, you know what I'm saying? Like they had a John Doe body and he cut the arm off or if there or was an arm. Or if it was just evidence yeah, if there was or already, something. Yeah, and, and so they put it in one of those bags and then they throw it into his apartment. And the idea is, and I one of the podcasts I listened to earlier this week, they were kind of, they didn't understand why Salinger kind of fell for this this thing because you would think the first thought he would go, is, oh, someone's trying to trick me into going to my dump spot, okay, yeah. by throwing this in here, making me think that you know, that it, that they either got it from my dumb spot or I left it somewhere or, or whatever. And I kind of thought though, even if he did figure out that, yes, they're going to try to follow him. He still has to go verify that his dump spot is still secure. Yeah. Like no matter what. And so that's why he does. And at this point, this is before he finds out there's a second person involved. So when he sees that the police kind of run off, are there to run off Jessica, he knows he can sneak out the back. And that's when Trish sees him sneaking out the back and she texts Jessica. And so suddenly he realizes that, okay, he's dealing with two people now. And so that's, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's just that whole thing of, of him leading them to his dump spot and then them, uh, you know, Jessica getting trapped in the, in the thing and Trish having to make a decision there. And she's got to decide, is she going to help Jessica or is she going to try to catch Salinger? And she went, goes ahead and, and lets him go. And, of course, that leads uh, right into my uh, – actually, we're on your number two, I think. 
Yeah. We did. Yeah. We were still talking about your number two with the body part. So it leads to my number one, which is that cliffhanger ending that because Trish allowed Salinger to leave, he's able to go to Eric's apartment and kidnap him. And Trish and Jessica have that moment there in the train yard while they were, while they're hearing the sirens where, as we said before, Trish says, I wish I didn't kill your mom. Jessica says, I wish she wasn't a mass murderer. And which is, this is the whole thing that Trish has been trying to get her to admit through. They basically, what we have here is we have this moment where they both have finally come to the spot. They've been trying to get the other two through this whole episode. Jessica has this whole up to this point. Jessica has been trying to get Trish to admit, to apologize, to admit that it was a bad decision, not a bad decision, but admit that it like killing your mom was bad. And Trish is trying to get Jessica to admit that, well, your mom needed to be killed. And so they finally get to that place where both of them are um, admitting this thing. So I, I really like that. Yeah, my number one would be the same thing. You know, woof, that, that seeing yeah. Eric get attacked by Salinger at the end in his own apartment. But how is Jessica going to find him? Has she really been to his place before? I don't think we've seen that. Yeah, and that's an interesting point you make up because, again, we're going to get... This is why these two episodes tied together are so well because we see that he... Every every other... You know, the one other time we've seen Salinger do... Kind of do his deed, he was in the person's apartment. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was in the in there and, and he, he packed the body into his little trunk. He took all of his pictures. He cleaned the place up. And then he leaves that person's apartment. So he's he's obviously not... Well, we know from having watched the next episode that he doesn't stay in Eric's apartment. And I had that kind of same question. Why doesn't he stay there? And it has to be because he has to think that Jessica knows where the apartment is. That's exactly whether 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 something happened off screen to where she or if or Salinger just knows that even if she's not been to his apartment before, she's a detective and she's going to be able to find me here. So I can't do my normal method of operation sort of yeah he has to pull a dexter and hide him someplace specific and that nobody could find yeah and that's really interesting you bring up dexter because on this other podcast i was listening to they mentioned that one of the showrunners for this season or one of the the writers for this season is a writer from dexter so yeah it was the defenders podcast yeah they they, they were talking about that right yeah i've been listening to them too nice (laughs) Nice. so i was glad to see you on hear you on that too by the way yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna send them a voicemail i think this weekend over five and six because they should be recording six or they they just released five today i think or six today i don't know um but yeah i think they released five today i can't remember or six (laughs) six i think they released six today so i may send them something this weekend over five and six yeah, got, they uh, they seem to be like a week ahead of us. Yeah, they do because I think because they do two. Well, yeah, I think they're a week ahead. Yeah. So I've got a, a few quotes here that are, I really liked. Um, I'll just I'll do one of mine first, and then you do yours. Sure. Um, I loved when that Jessica gets Eric and his sister for the first time, and Eric says we're estranged, and Jessica says you couldn't tell. <laughs> you know. <laughs> just that whole that whole thing I, I really and I have this in my notes for the next episode but I really love that relationship between him and his sister I think it's a really good dynamic that they have there and uh, I, I like those characters a lot yeah he's always trying to keep her in line and she just goes crazy <laughs> yeah yeah uh, mine would be Trish saying Eric had no more specifics he just had a headache 
And Jessica's response was shitty power. <laughs> Trish goes, huh? Still a power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love, just love the whole humor about it. Like, yeah, Jessica just throws it off. It's like, yeah, you got the crappy end of the stick with his power. <laughs> yeah, and, and Trish is still like, he's got a power at least. And uh, yeah, mine was uh, when Jessica comes into the the uh, alias investigations office and she finds Jillian and Trish working together. And she says, great, you guys are a team. Great. And, you know, that whole thing with Jillian say, telling Jessica that, well, I actually like Trish. And I yep. <laughs> basically say, I don't really like you, so I don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> so. And I, I'm starting to like Jillian more and more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which means she's probably going to die. The more... <laughs> oh, 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 I'm just no. saying, the more we like a character, it seems. Yeah. No, no, I think she'll be fine. Don't grow attached. <laughs> Uh, the, the next one I have would be Jessica saying, feel free to leave me one of those burgers before you go after yeah. leaving the office to meet with Trish to yeah. Eric. Yeah. That, that was great. That was good. I've already, already given my last one, which is the whole I wish statements. We've got a couple of notes here of things that we uh, didn't, I don't think that we, we brought up in our notes. No, we never brought any of these notes up yeah. in our top yeah. five or anything. Go ahead with yours first there. Uh, mine would be... Trish's ability in front of Jessica, especially, you know, the way she jumped like a cat from the building that she was watching Salinger from on the opposing building. It it was pretty cool to see that. That was pretty high up, and yeah. she's getting used to her powers at this point. Well, and, I, and, I, it, and this time it was during the day. Yeah, I think this is the episode, and I don't, I didn't have the specific line. It, it may have been in episode four, but where I think Trish says it's been a year. There's, huh. there was a line, there was a, a very quick throwaway line in one of these first five episodes. I don't remember which one where Trish said something about I've had a year to to do this, or when they're talking about. You know how Jess is saying that, well, she's an investigator and you're not. And, and Trish is trying to tell her that, no, I've been doing this for a year now. Okay, yeah, I haven't accomplished a whole lot, but I've been doing this for a long time. So I, I, it's been quite a while that they've been apart. Yeah. Not just a few weeks or, or a few months. It's been like a year. I, I well, loved... I loved Pretty much like this season. Like, yeah, think about it. it. Exactly, exactly. I loved uh, uh, Jillian telling Trish and Jess to work it out as she left the office there. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll let you do yours and then I'll do mine. Go ahead and do your last note there. Oh, the the pictures that Salinger has. He's, he's keeping these pictures from what I can tell are his victims. Obviously, they are. And it's just like one of those serial killer kind of things to do is like take a trophy from one of your victims or your or to relish in your accomplishment you know and that was a trait that not to bring up again but dexter did that yeah with yeah. the slides uh not slides they were uh slides with blood in yeah it. the it blood was... slides yeah yeah so no i'm with you totally that's he's it's definitely serial killer move and uh uh all that I, and i i my last note before we get to the next episode is I can't believe that neither one of us mentioned the fact that Eric gets the opposite of a Maya of a headache uh, when he is successful, uh, when he is successfully in bed with a woman. I can't believe neither <laughs> one of us brought that up over all of our, our notes, but I thought that was a cute interaction they had there where he's like, I proved my manhood all night. And, and she's like, well, did you? And he's like, yeah, I know I did actually. <laughs> so uh, I like that. And we see that again in episode, we're going to see that again in episode six. And I've got that in my notes for episode six. So we'll talk a little bit more about 
how his how she affects him in the next episode. So episode six is entitled AKA Sorry Face. And uh, this is one of those those episodes where a lot of things from episode five pay off in episode six. We we learn that Salinger is a photographer. As the police are sifting through these bodies that Jessica found, she has this conversation with the detective about the pictures, and he didn't find the pictures, the trophy pictures, he found landscape pictures, and the detective says he's got an eye. So I kind of like that, but she can't tell him the truth about how she found Salinger. She just has to tell him that, look, Salinger's a bad guy. Salinger, he's got Eric, and and he's trying to find out how Eric found him which is the biggest thing with Salinger because you know he doesn't want to make him want to make a mistake so he wants to know how did Eric locate him so Salinger calls Jessica from Eric's phone and tells her to find him Jessica finds out that there is one survivor of Salinger's attack they find out that there's seven dead bodies and eight pictures Mm -hmm. so they have to figure out who that's who that eighth person was we see Malcolm go after Barry's pimp for sucker punching him. And we see a little bit of his darkness in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Jess and Trish. They find that surviving victim and they learn where Salinger is holding Eric. They rescue Eric and they take Salinger to the police. But the episode ends with Jessica and Eric in bed and Trish leaving. And they're going to start investigating the next day because they know that Salinger is going to be released in the morning. Yeah. So, Mark, why don't you start with your top fives for episode six? Sure. My number five would be Jessica handing over the evidence of the body parts and giving Salinger's name as a serial killer to Detective... What was his name? Costa. 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 Yeah. We've seen him so many times, I always forget his name. <laughs> He's been in... And, and it seems like there's a good relationship between Costa and Jessica and everything else, like a respect now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's he was the same person that interrogated her that one time. That was very forceful and it was and their relationship has turned for the best, I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I I like that that whole interaction they have between from the train yard to Salinger's apartment to just all all the things and then in the police station when she leaves and she asks Costa to hold him as long as he can. And I love that interaction. I, I, I love you bring that up because I didn't put it in my notes, but I love that interaction when Costa comes into the interrogation room there with Jessica and he tells her that he can tell, he knows that Salinger is a bad guy, but he, as a cop, he can't do anything because he doesn't have proof. He has to have proof. He yeah, makes, he has to have solid proof. Yeah. But with her, she is pretty much goes in between good and bad so yeah. she works the gray area yeah exactly and, and so it was it was really interesting there's a lot of interest i've got it later in my notes as well there's some interesting perspectives we have uh between the hero and the police in this uh but my number five was that that kind of moment there uh, about the middle of the episode when jessica and trish or maybe it's kind of towards the end of the episode when jessica and trish are going to uh, see the chef that the survivor of Salinger's attacks, and as uh, Trish is about to walk in there, uh, Jessica says, "Hey, Patsy," and she goes, "Yeah." <laughs> she, she's like, "Why don't you stay outside?" You know, <laughs> and because uh, she realizes that if she goes in there, she doesn't want this chef recognizing Trish because the the whole point of Trish being her partner in this is that nobody knows who Trish is. Exactly, 
And the fact that, you know, Trisha, of course, is a celebrity and everybody knows her face. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. My number four would be, I I love how Jessica wants to help with the investigation with finding the eighth victim. And the detective just drops the list for her because he knows he can't be directly involved with the uh, with Jessica's own little investigation or help in any way. So it was like he gives her this whole acting thing of like I can't do that, and it's like yeah. and then he just drops it casually. He just yeah. grabs it. Yeah, he's like he's in front of that that beat cop, the the uniform cop there, and he's making a show of no, I can't help you because I'll arrest you for obstruction of justice or whatever. And then yeah. he, and then as he's walking away, he drops the list, and Jessica goes and and grabs it. I, I, yeah, I just those. <laughs> I'm going to miss these shows, Mark. I'm going to miss these shows. Okay, so my number four is I loved Malcolm trying to help Barry. He attacks the pimp a little too aggressively, I think. But then uh, when Barry comes back to his apartment and Barry does come back to his apartment even after he beat up the pimp, he has this conversation with Jessica when she's trying to find the chef. And Jessica says, what happened to you? He says, I grew up. But then he has a similar conversation with Barry and kind of says the same thing. He says, I don't know what's happening to me. I don't know what's going on. And so it really makes me wonder what is happening with Malcolm. Are we going to see him take a dark turn? Because it seems like that little moment he had there with Barry, I don't think his girlfriend would appreciate <laughs> what no. went on there. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, especially him ghosting her when she tried to call him. So yeah. uh, I think we're going to see some, I, I think we're going to see something happen between Malcolm and his girlfriend that may uh, turn him even darker than he already is. Mm. Yeah. But I, I, no, I, I have this feeling down deep down, though, that Malcolm will still come through with it in some way. I hope so. I hope so. So my number three would be Jessica outing Trish about her powers to Dorothy and then throwing Trish out the window to prove it. I was laughing about this for a while because it was just so funny to watch. She goes, yeah, she could just, like, land on her feet like a cat. And she goes, oh, no, no. And then she, she just casually opens the window and just pushes her out. And Dorothy's like, what? And then she sees her and she's... Standing on her feet, looking up, like three floors up. <laughs> yeah, and Jessica's like, "I'll give you guys a minute," and then she <laughs> leaves to go talk to Malcolm <laughs> to go break into Malcolm's apartment that he's in. <laughs> so, uh, and this was and, actually go ahead. No, I was gonna say this just like verifies that you know this is the Hellcat. You yeah, know? yeah. This is uh, this is actually my number three as well. Was this whole whole scene of Jessica? And you know, as soon as she walks over there and opens the window up, and she's talking about the fact that Jessica uh, that Jessica that Trish can land on her feet. I'm like, oh, she's going to throw her out that window. And I'm like, as soon as Trish started walking toward her, I was like, what are you doing? Didn't you just see her open the window and say, you can land on your feet? You know, yeah. like, I'm just like, come on. And Don't then, you know who Jessica is yeah. by now after all these years? Yeah, and I love I loved that conversation bet- that she has, that Trish has with her mom, because you can see, and I as I watched it again today, it really came out that Trish's mom really manipulates her into feeling guilty about things that the mom has done. You notice the mom in that whole conversation made a bunch of comments about how it affected her. 
well, this is, how is this going to affect me? And then finally, when she sees that's not getting through to Trish, she's like, well, what about all the people that, that work for you? What about all the people on the show? What about, you know, all these, aren't you going to, you're going to, you're going to lose them. And Trish is just like, ah. but you can see her kind of twisting there at the end and kind of coming back. Even as her mom leaves, you can see that idea of, oh, I just, I just hurt my mom you know, kind of thing. Even though she says, you pimped me out, you did this, you did that, you were, I never knew, you know, when you were going to be drunk or sober or whatever. And, you know, so it's it's really interesting to see that relationship between the, the two of them and see how she manipulates her daughter. Yeah. It's not the greatest or healthiest of relationships <laughs> between mother and daughter, but, you know, she still is her mother and you can tell they both love each other. It's just... <laughs> It's very hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, my number two would be Malcolm and Barry. Yeah. And my response with to that was, now that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially since now he's knee-deep and involved with the whole case about Salinger with Jessica. Is he going to get paid? Well, he got that bag of money, you know. And I know it's got blood on it, but he can wash that. That blood can wash off that money. You know, yeah. and uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know how how I don't. I've never bled on money, so I don't know how the stain. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> how it sets. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's an interesting. Like I said, it's it this whole thing of it was it was really interesting that relationship between Malcolm and Barry as because he can tell you know he understands her. He's been the addict. He knows what's going on, and so I love when when Jess comes it breaks into his apartment and she's all mad. Well, how come you didn't bring her? And he said, Well, she's on her way. And Jessica's like, well, no, we know for sure now that the guy who's after her is a serial killer. And Malcolm says, it doesn't matter. She has to come here of her own, on her own. Because if she doesn't, she's just going to leave again. I love that insight that Malcolm had, you know, into what she was going to do. Saying that, you know, if we bring her here, she's just going to leave again. So we've got to let her come on her own, so to speak. Yeah. So my number two is uh, Salinger figuring out Eric's powers. And I loved how Benjamin Wilson played this as when Salinger would get closer to him, you could see the pain build in his head. And then when Salinger would back away, you could see it kind of, you know, back off or, or lessen. And as Salinger discovers this, he gets closer and closer. And then he's like, you know, forehead to forehead with. Eric, and you can just see the pain in Eric when he's explaining to Salinger what his power is and the fact that he can see the darkness in him and she can see how horrible of a person he is and, and all that. So I really I really liked that that performance by Benjamin Watson. He did a really good job of portraying that that pain and then the lessening of the pain and then just the way he did his voice and everything when that whole thing was going on. Yeah. And my number one would be the cook, you know, talking about Salinger and the freaky Dexter style attack that happened to him <laughs> <laughs> that the cook, you know, thought was a sexual encounter and Salinger got freaked out when he got a kiss. <laughs> uh, Salinger doesn't like frauds uh, from like what you're just talking about. And he did, come about it was like a long monologue from him and it it sounds like in his own mind he's doing these things are right but they're really wrong <laughs> and it's so weird it's like 
his sadistic thought of fixing things from quote unquote cheaters, frauds, and people who are wrong mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah, I'm uh, Salinger's sociopathy was kind of was my number one as well. In fact, I moved it around when I saw what yours was because I wanted us to talk about this at the same time. And I he talks a lot about wanting to to kill Eric and and he wants to. Um, he calls Jessica a fraud because she didn't earn her powers. And yeah. when he when he finds out how Eric found him, he calls Eric a cheater. He says, you're a cheater. And I had to think about that a lot. And it was listening to Defenders podcast that helped me understand it a little better as well as I worked through that I, I am more inclined now to think that Salinger isn't a mutant, that Salinger is just a super intelligent guy who is crazy mm-hmm. like um he's just and he wants to make people apologize before he kills them he, he wants to see their sorry face he wants to see them apologize for what they've done whatever mm-hmm. it is that he's fixated on and it's a little bit in fact i have this i think this is in my notes no but i want us to kind of explore it maybe a little bit to understand what we don't know, his first seven victims or the seven victims that, that died, we don't know what caused him to go after them. We don't we, we don't have that. We know with the chef that he said he overcooked his steak one time yeah. or he undercooked it. Undercooked it or overcooked it. I can't, it was not cooked the way Salinger wanted it cooked. Yeah, it had to be right to him. And right. if that was, then he's a liar or he's right. Uh, and and so that's why Salinger went after him. And now though he's going after these supers and we kind of get this this conversation between Jessica and Eric towards the end where they realize that uh and I did have this in my notes that they've kind of unleashed him on supers basically. He's going to start coming after these superpowered people because he believes they didn't earn they didn't earn what they have they didn't meaning and how he earned his intelligence right well he went to school for law he is a surgeon and right he went to school he learned all these things he worked hard he's a photographer uh i love that he's a photographer i take pictures as well and and so it that was one of those things that uh, that i thought was when eric says you know he never got my good side or something like that (laughs) um and he doesn't. He carries around a portable studio. Yes, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. You've got some quotes here that you liked. Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, the first one I have will be: "I'll be down at the end of the day for my official <laughs> statement. Till then, I'll be drunk." <laughs> Jessica says it to Costa. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I loved at the beginning when when she and Je- when Jessica and Trish are having this discussion about the the body parts and and what they're going to do about trying to go to to Salinger's apartment and get the uh, get the pictures. And Jessica says, "There's heroic stuff." She doesn't use heroic stuff, but I'm going to use the word stuff. There's heroic stuff that we do, which we've done, and there's heroic stuff that they do, which they're doing. And I love that because I don't think we've ever seen maybe the punisher got a little bit close to this of this idea of let the police do what they do we'll do what we do and let it be done you know jessica admits she's not batman she's not 
collecting the evidence to put these guys in jail. She's collecting the evidence and then she's going to give it to the police and the police have got to put it together. So they found the body parts. Now the police do their thing. Let the CSI people do that. You know, even though they don't find anything, she's yeah. like, let them do their job. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's kind of a respect mm-hmm. with her. And, you know, she knows what she could do, but she knows that they're the law. And I think they, it's come around for her. But whereas before she was trying to take the law in her own hands yeah. in the first season. Now it's, no, I'll work with you because I can't really do the things that you guys do. Right, right. This is an interesting quote. It's not about Jessica's powers. She's just rude, violent, and ungrateful. Yeah, what Dorothy says about Jessica and how she feels about Jessica, pretty much. Yeah, and I actually, I started to have this as one of my points, and so I'm glad you you brought it up because I really like that because Trish says that she didn't tell her mom about her powers because she thought her mom didn't like Jessica because she was powered. But here the mom is like, no, no, I just don't like Jessica. And so we get the idea (laughs) that people just don't like Jessica. And uh, that she's just not a pleasant person to be around for the most part, which leads to my last quote, which I loved was when she is there uh, in bed with Eric and he says he wants her to get closer to him because he says she's he says, you're like aspirin to me. And then a, a few lines later, he says, it's the whole hero vibe. And I love that fact that Jessica is starting to come around or at least other people are telling her you are a hero. You are good. And letting her know, especially when you have Eric there who can actually tell her because of his power. He's like, you help me not just because we have sex, just your, your very presence helps me feel better because of the vibe you give off. And I, I really, really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, a nice feel because it actually feels like, uh, Jessica, actually heard it saying you're a hero but you know i don't think she would let that go to her head in any way she just does what she does and wants to drink (laughs) yeah so we've already talked about the the things i had in my notes but you've got a little bit here that i think goes a little deeper into what we were talking about before what my my note yeah your your note there about what is what does salinger know and what what do you think well it's weird like we already discussed about how you know his power is not really power at all it's just intelligence mm-hmm. with a psychotic mind and sadistic wit as it were um but you know you know the soldier calling eric a cheater during his interrogation and torture mm-hmm. it it's pretty much what you hit on the the head is that he's going towards powered people because he feels that he should be higher up than yeah, they and are. Has it, has it been, so, and this is what I couldn't remember. Has it been established publicly that Jessica received her powers from an experiment? I mean, I know she said that. She said that to Luke Cage yeah. in, the, in the first season. And I don't know if publicly, so it's a little, con- and maybe, maybe it is because we don't know what all has gone on in this year with her notoriety and her celebrity. How much did she have to tell people when she became so famous with these YouTubes, with these YouTube videos and things? So has he, when he did his research on her, did he find maybe some place where she says, oh, I just got my powers. I didn't do anything for them. 
Well, here's a good question. Did they did she have to sign the accords that were mentioned in Civil War or was that did they have to release uh Yeah. Did she have to release know. that she has these powers? Yeah, I don't know. And this and, is and, similar to something that's in the comics or even yeah, you know, even during the time of Civil War in the comic books where they mm-hmm. all had to come forth and show their true identity and what they could do. Like Spider-Man had to come out and say, "I'm Peter Parker and I'm Spider-Man, and he comes out with uh, Captain America to say that in the comic. <laughs> right, but, okay, I, 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 you're confusing me now. Yeah. Because that didn't happen that way in the movies. Yeah, so, in the movies it didn't um, happen that way, but in the comic right. book it did, and that's how okay. Civil War really turned out. That's It was a bit different. It was truly Civil War amongst the heroes okay. because of these okay. issues. But yeah, but aside from that, I mean, we'll just because we don't know how much of the MCU is actually in this. So I, I'm with you. It's a little confusing that he has made the jump that just because there's, and that's why I started to back off on thinking that maybe he's not actually superpowered, that he's just, he's just crazy yeah. and intelligent <laughs> is because maybe his, his thought is anybody who has powers, no matter how they got them, whether they were born with them, whether they got them an experiment, whether whatever mm-hmm. that they didn't, that they didn't work for them and so they're they're cheating. Yeah. Like like I said, it was it. I made I understood it better when he figures out Eric's power and he says, "Oh, you're a cheater." And he realizes he didn't make any mistakes that had this guy was able to find him. Yeah. This guy found him just because he felt he mm. could feel him, yeah. and so he he and so that's why I'm starting to think this whole thing of of they're looking at the fact that we've we've kind of unleashed him because he, you know, Eric says that thing to Jessica about how uh, Salinger said he's going to bring pain to power and he's going to, to show these people pain. And so you get that idea that Salinger is now kind of on this, this quest of, of taking out superpowered people. And so I, I, yeah, that's, that's really, really interesting. And I I wonder if that's going to get explored much deeper as we go through the season or if we're just kind of left at that. And something I didn't put in the notes that I want to ask you about because it hasn't come up. I haven't heard them mentioned on Defenders Podcast. We haven't mentioned it. And I really wish I'd put it in the notes so it would be a little bit fresher. But I want to ask you this mm-hmm. because I'm, it bothers me. It's the only thing. It's, it's going to be a criticism I'm going to have until they say something more about it. Because I have a problem with we spend a whole episode over the fact that Jessica has lost her spleen and it's not going to grow back and she's hurting and she's in pain and she's not up to her full strength. And now we've had two full episodes where we've seen Jessica not wince at all. Mm -hmm. She attacked Salinger. She was punching that con- that train container. She was fighting with Salinger and the thing. We have not seen any repercussions from her splenectomy in the last two episodes mm-hmm. when we spent a whole episode over what the results were of that. Now, it's only been a couple of days. Remember, she was supposed to be taking these medicines. She's supposed to go back and see her doctor. We haven't heard anything about that. Am I just crazy? Am I overthinking it? Or... Did you notice that yeah. this she looks absolutely fine? Nah, she's still a bit weak. You could tell on her voice and stuff, but I think she it has a little like... bit of an accelerated uh, healing 
in some way okay. because of her powers. And and that's what I'm saying is I want I hope they address this at some point that like she goes like they, we just give us a scene where she goes back to the doctor and the doctor's like, um, how can you have a spleen now, or something like that. I don't think the like, spleen would grow back. I think in the fact that she would heal faster. And maybe it, the other organs are going to work better. Yes. That do to, the same that yeah. do the same things to keep her healthy and keep her Okay, I can go with that, but I, I just want them to give us something because I'm I unlike you, I disagree. I have not I did not see her missing a beat at all in these last two episodes. She hasn't like I said, I haven't seen her wince in pain. She Okay, we haven't seen her jump over a building since since seat episode 4. Yeah, but when we, she was in pain seen, jumping up on top. Yeah, and, yeah, we've seen her do all sorts of things that you would think would be painful. And yet we're not seeing that when when she was punching. And I think maybe there is some kind of a healing factor that she has, because when she was punching that container, you know, her her knuckles were all bloody. Mm-hmm. And then just a, a little while later, nothing. Mm. So I just I want them to address something about. Oh, I heal fast. I think she did say that in this in the first or second season that mm-hmm. she does heal fast. But still, it just it's bugging me that we've had absolutely no mention of her health in these last two episodes. And I I want to hear something about it pretty soon. Yeah. I don't if I don't get it pretty soon, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be concerned that the writers have just thrown that away and just decided that oh we're not gonna address it for the rest of the season. Especially since we only know the power of her strength and agility and stuff like that. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Oh, and that's another thing that they mentioned on Defenders Podcast that we didn't bring up is the fact that even though Trish doesn't have super strength, she does able she is able to see in the dark, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, did they mention that in this episode? Did like didn't she yeah, make a comment? It, I can't see in the dark. It was no. It was either this episode or it was episode five. It was whenever they go to the rail rail yard. Yeah. And Jessica turns her flashlight on. So I think it was actually episode five. Jessica turns her flashlight on, and Trish says, "Oh no, you don't need turn that off. You, I don't need that. I didn't get super strength, but I can see in the dark." And uh-huh. then, and so Jessica follows her until they get to the tr- the the rail the the car, and then Jessica turns her flashlight on again when she jumps down into the car. Okay, yeah, I thought so. All right. Yeah, yeah. Anything in your, uh, these episodes as a whole, just together, I kind of already brought mine up. The spleen thing was my episodes as a whole kind of thing that I want to hear something. It just, if they don't do something with that spleen, I'm going to get testy. Well, I, I want to see more of what Trish can do other than the agility and the eyesight. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's got to be more to this than we're not seeing. Uh, hopefully it, it unfolds in future episodes. It is It is like a cat, so. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> like know. I, it was like, does she have claws? <laughs> Kitten's got claws or something? I feel uh, sorry anything for, the for guy. anything for comic talk news? I see you didn't have anything in the document, but anything off the top of your head for mm, comic talk? No, not really. This, this bill I, I've been neglecting because we've been doubling up lately so on our podcasts. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot. Obviously, Spider-Man Far From Home is coming out. You know, you got to see it. Uh, ben had already seen it through uh, through his press, and he said he loved it. So I am banking on that. And yeah. there's a lot in there that we don't know. And I heard a little bit of rumor through the Rumorville, and if it's true, somebody from the previous Spider-Man series is coming back. Hmm. 
so yeah. the movies but uh, if that's true i'll be jumping up and down now happy because i love the actor in it in the role okay so all right well uh the only other thing i had was from the news and again we've been talking a lot about the defenders tv podcast which is now tv podcast industries uh they uh, they mentioned and i didn't know this and i haven't seen this in the news so i'm hoping this is correct that the showrunners knew as they were filming, as they were recording Jessica Jones season three and writing it, they knew this was going to be the last season. They knew this was going to be the last Netflix show. So I hope that means we're going to get a good payoff uh, to close out the series, but not just close out the series, close out sort of the Marvel Netflix universe. And I don't know if that means we're going to get some of these other characters maybe come in towards the end. I know that, uh, that Hogarth, uh, her law firm has been talking about the Rand. You know, they lost the Rand Corporation to her old law firm. Law firm. We yeah. found that out in this in this episode. So uh, I'll be interested to see if we can see any of these other characters, maybe, or if I'm just wishful thinking on that. I think you're wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I read the same thing. I actually read uh, the article, uh, another article regarding this, and this was right around the time when they were filming. Okay. And they found out, and they said that they were looking to close out the Jessica Jones story as okay. not like where the other seasons just ended and we got no closure. Right. Well, and some of them, apparently, from what I understand, we haven't reviewed all of them. Some of them had like some cliffhanger endings Yes, that they were apparently hoping to get another season, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, they just ended it, and that's what a lot of people are upset about. And I'm just hoping that, you know, Disney is not keen to just putting money into salvaging and getting these rushed out again. I think they're looking to phase out the idea of these particular versions, mm-hmm. but we'll introduce these characters when that time comes. Yeah, I to hope put so. Them in. Hope, and when they we do, get... hopefully we do, uh, we do get a version that we all are comfortable with because yeah. we've loved Daredevil. Charlie Cox was amazing. Kristen Ritter is great as Jessica mm-hmm. Jones. Uh, I forgot the car- the actor who plays Luke Cage. He's amazing as well. Yeah, Coulter, Mike Coulter. Yes. Um, yeah. It's Mike Coulter. Uh, and, you know, we're not going to get these again. Uh, John Bernthal, I would love to see him as the Punisher on the movie yeah. screen. But I don't think we're going to get that. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we have some podcast recommendations that I typed in here. And as we've been, we've given a a lot of plugs to TV podcast industries. They are reviewing Jessica Jones season three as well. The We Have to Go Back Lost Revisited podcast is a joint podcast between Podcastica Network and the Next Level Network, which is the the network that we are on. Also, The Walking Dead Talk Through on Golden Spiral Media. Legion has started its final season, and the Legion podcast on Podcastica is back as well. I'm excited for Legion, so I hope uh, other people are are listening and uh, watching Legion. I, I hate saying it. I love the idea of Legion. I've watched the first two seasons the second season lost me (laughs) i have to watch it again to really analyze and look into it because it's like looking inside somebody's brain was was crazy season two i i will not i will not lie i i had to get through i had to i binged season two uh just the the weekend before season three started and it's it's tough to follow because there's there's at least one episode in there where they they explore alternate realities and there's some other stuff in there that just it gets wacky <laughs> so
Yeah, and for those listeners that are not familiar with Legion, think of Professor X. And this is Professor X's son. Now, this season, uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but it's been known because it's in the press. But for those fans out there who have been watching, we're going to see Professor X within yeah, season Yeah, I think three. so. I think coming up so. this next episode is... is uh has got him in it. I don't know. I don't know what capacity he's going to be, what age he's going to be, or, or what, what the character is going to be like. But yeah, I think we're going to see that here coming up pretty quick. Yeah, I, I plan on to do like a whole full rewatch of Legion at one point, all three seasons. Because I think this is yeah, the last is the one I'm doing. They've, they've announced that. So. so. All right. Well, how can people get in touch with us, Mark? Well, to submit your feedback and theories, you could go to our Facebook group, www.facebook.com slash panels to pixels. And if you want to email us, just email us at panels2pixels1 at gmail.com. That's panels. The two is is T-O and pixels and the number one at gmail.com. All right. Listeners can hear Mark on The Walking Dead Talk Through with Brian Malosh on Golden Spiral Media. And if you like my voice, I leave various voicemails on different podcasts. Uh, in particular, definitely you can hear my voice on the We Have to Go Back, Lost Revisited podcast and on the Legion podcast as well. Yeah, definitely. And it's always fun to hear them, especially when I'm not <laughs> expecting to hear it on uh, the Defenders podcast. And I was like, oh, yo, it's him. That was so fun. I, I would, uh, you know, they say they don't they don't bring in guests on their podcast, but I would love to see if we could find a way to do a crossover podcast between them and us sometime. Yeah, it'd be great. You know, if we could get yeah. Derek over here. Well, that would be awesome, but we got to figure out that time difference. Yeah, that time difference thing just doesn't doesn't work. So, all right, well, let's wrap this up, Mark. Well, thanks everybody for listening. I'm Mark, and I'm Steve, and this was Panels to Pixels. Everyone, good night. Good night.